Welcome to Fat Easy Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by Vance in front of Ranger and Todd Young. We got Kevin, we got Gabe, and uh, this, I guess, we're doing a three parter. So, yeah, it's nice. um, this podcast brought to you by Fat Easy Muskie Products, fatazymuskie.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, hopefully, you guys are following the power rankings and uh, keep submitting messages through Twitter and Facebook. And uh, this little segment's getting a lot, it's getting fun. So yeah. uh, keep the feedback coming. And Todd, we're brought to you by Night Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Fish in uh, Pennsylvania, April, May, and then uh, headed to Chautauqua earlier weekend, and we'll be fishing there all summer. Between Vance and I, we'll take you out and get you on some fish. Perfect. St. Croix Rods, you've been hearing it. For a long time, but uh, I don't think anyone doesn't know about St. Croix rods. No. Do you know anybody that doesn't have a <laughs> No. And like the ones I have that I've got, however long ago, I still have them. Yeah. They're, they're I've awesome. got some of those old maroon ones. They really yeah. are awesome. Those they old are. Premieres. I know one rod that someone bought St. Croix don't have anymore. Yeah, that's me with my uh, ultralight. <laughs> got it fixed <laughs> twice, three times, and then lost it. Like it misplaced, like one? it's gone. I never even fished it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> so, St. Croix rods, check them out. Best on earth. Mostly made in the USA. Uh, we're also brought to you by Boss Shad. Um, Paul Frescario. I'm not even really sure where Paul's at. What hometown? It doesn't matter. Chardon, I believe. That sounds right. Yeah, he's Chardon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I know like a couple of cities in mm -hmm. Ohio. Columbus, Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, he's a little offshoot of Cleveland, you know. So okay. Yeah. So uh, you can also go to Ravenna, Ohio, March Bait Tackle Ammo. Uh, I've been informed that they also sell beer there in grocery supplies, but they hot also sell Boschats. And hot food. Hot foods. That's a plus, and it's good. They're probably well stocked on ice shanties right now, oh, yeah. augers, you name it. You Tip never ups. Up Mark has. Everything you need there, and he's he also dabbles in a little bit of uh, secondhand oh, yeah. stuff. Hey, how big of a hole do you need to run a boss shot to the ice? Uh, <laughs> Sixteen inches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just keep going yeah. in circles. Yeah. Right? It depends on how far you can cast underwater. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, if you guys have been listening to the podcast, Vance and Todd, they've been uh, you know consistently putting fish in the boat. Kevin and Gabe, they've also said that they, uh, they've caught a fish or two mm -hmm. on Shads, mm -hmm. and uh, he's a Couple. big supporter. And it's still not too late for Valentine's Day. Get your sweetie a nice Boss Shad. You know, and don't just, you know, don't just get the cheapest one. Go get the big 10-inch minnows. <laughs> or that new 10-inch double pool line, man. That's a neat one there. I haven't I seen that one in person. I just put in an that's, order for that's those. A little bit of a, that's a little bit of a game changer there. I yeah. just got them, and the first one I got was a real nice one there in the fall. And it, uh, it's got a real different action. It, like, it kind of runs and it lays there for that, and then it kind of shoots out to the side and comes back. Kind of believer-ish, but not mm -hmm. as violent. It's got that flat side thing going on, but it also searches left, comes back a little bit, searches right, but it has like, it has a neat like kind of dead stop and it just wanders off. It's mm -hmm. neat. It's really That's neat. Cool. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So check out Boss Shed. Let them know that you're you're uh, hearing this ad on the podcast. It really helps us out uh, here to keep this uh, show rolling. And uh, we're going to 
jump into Vance's power rankings. Yeah, power rankings for this week's podcast. Uh, at number five, we're talking about boss sheds. Uh, my power ranking coming in at five uh, is musky mail, getting baits in the mail. You put an order in, you're waiting for it, you're anticipating. You know, maybe you got a big trip coming up and you want those baits to be there before the big trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they finally arrive. And you open your package and they're perfectly wrapped. And you just can't wait to sharpen the hooks. If the person who shipped them to you really cares, they're perfectly wrapped. Yeah. So they usually, they usually are. <laughs> are they the right colors? <laughs> the right colors. <laughs> the right colors. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, and you just can't wait to open them up. Sharpen the hooks, tee the hooks, and fish them. I can't, that, that's just, that's always a fun thing. Sharpening hooks gets old. It's a big game when you're ordering tons of them. I don't, I don't get that many new baits anymore. Yeah. Man, sometimes it's a long, drawn-out evening in the basement. Yeah. Oh, sharpening yeah. all those hooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing I'm kind of crazy about, huh? I'm like known for. I'm made fun of a little bit about it. I make this certain face. I kind of like bite my bottom lip a little what are you doing? <laughs> but I, I just, I follow like crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sometimes, like, depends, depending on who I'm with, I'll notice like the fish get off, I'll like, let me see that box here. Like, oh, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, we're out here just for fun. We also want to catch you. Let me, let me see that yellow handle box. Yeah, yeah. And I'll get after it for an hour sometimes. I don't mind, you know. I, well, I don't even file. like testing the bait, like just setting it in there to see how it's running with a shirt hook. Yeah. That's right. In case. You never just know. In case. But you're right about that. The mailbox never looks so good, huh? I know. Yeah. Isn't the best when you see the door open? They can't even close the door. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you see that big brown package, and yeah. it's like, touchdown. Yeah. Uh, I was like, what is that? I'm like, all oh, that? That's mine, huh? That's mine. Oh, I thought you were talking about, like, the visa bill. Just they couldn't. That <laughs> 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 too. Uh, okay, so five is musky mail. Coming in at four... Gabe? Oh, getting a bait tune perfectly. It's just a good feeling when you get it, you get it just right, drop it back there, and right away that thing goes off. It's, it's t- even tuned like out of the box. Oh, man. There, are fa- there are some that come like that. I love Ziggies, that. for instance, mm-hmm. you rarely have to tune one of those. Mm-hmm. Well, they we you have to we I tuned a lot of those this year, but they they fouled up so easy for me when it because Chautauqua was so weedy and whatnot. Yeah. If I got those on there and I'd see it coming up off of a board or something, I'd be like, oh my. God. I am though. I'm a, I'm referring to the tens. The tens. I use a lot of those tens. Those tens. Those tens are right out of the right out of the gates. They're gone. Really. Yeah, they're and I, I noticed with the the littler lures, just in general. Oh yeah, you have a lot to, more you have to mess with those. So when you do get that perfectly tuned one, say you right out of the box, you put it in the water, and you're like, yes. And then you, you put it in the net, and then oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's <laughs> yeah. pieces. Oh, the thrill is yeah, gone. Yeah. We lost. Oh, that's back at it, it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or there's those ones that you got to work so hard to get them tuned, like a smaller, every once in a while that when you get one that's tuned, you feel like you won the Super Bowl and you realize all you did was get the bait to run. When you're twisting and bending and yeah. turning, <laughs> maybe drop the screw eye a little bit, turn it this way, yeah. bend it back, pull it up towards the nose of the bait, hey, it's running out. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
that's yeah. that's that's vital when you're running a lot of rods and it's vital in the spread mm -hmm. you don't have a, a perfectly tuned board it's, a, it's the biggest thing i mean it's, it's one of the biggest things we've talked about these before leaders you know guys that come fishing with me obviously a lot of times they're getting into the sport they're new at it sometimes they want to bring their own stuff which i dread mm -hmm. because nothing's sharp but they want to run their own baits and i've had guys that have you know perch baits and and uh you know some nice stuff and they're like i get tangled every time i troll you know mm -hmm. and i lay it in the water and you know for some reason the perch bait is it's like it's on the planer board you know i'm like yeah. well you have to tune these things you mm -hmm. know and that you know taking the time to do that that's the way we're able to run all these when you see the guys you know we hear that all the time i can only run one on each side i don't know how you guys run six you never get tangled it's because you can't you got to watch that bait every time when it's mm -hmm. going up Control one's easy and stuff yeah. like that. That's yeah, the you just need a sandwich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not the case. My one buddy, Dave, uh, Dave Klafta, he's pretty uh, meticulous, precision type of guy, and he's the one that really got me a little, little more into tuning. Stuff that I used to think was tuned, that is tuned, so to speak, to run. But I used to say it didn't get the Dave Klafta seal of approval. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, his is you got to be going downwind with the wind at your back, so the boat's going straight and the wind's going with you, right? And you got to be perfect downwind. You keep it downwind, and he lets it out 30 feet behind the boat, going about, you know, if it's a bait you want to run five. You get it up to five miles an hour going downwind, and he, he just gets right in the back, right beside the motor, so the wash is off to his right, and he cranks down and pulls up to about, you know, maybe one o'clock position or so you know and back down back up to one o'clock all the way from the 30 foot he let out cranks it all the way up like that pumping it like you would a salmon and right at the end if it goes left to right at all through that it's getting brought back he's in watching that line and he wants it right at the end when he stops it it kind of backs up right in the wash of the motor yeah. that's his tune now that's harder you, yeah. you lose wow. a lot of baits in that but, yeah. <laughs> but since i started doing that some baits i thought were tuned, i actually got to get a lot more out of them Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, more depth and stuff for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a neat little thing on tuning. It's nice. Yeah. You guys ever walleye fish on area? Mm hmm. And uh, you get like a reef runner that gets tuned, you set it back 120 feet and it wipes out three or six rods. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're not losing, like, ah, oh, I just lost 20 feet. You lost a third of your spool. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really funny. It's so true. Because you don't know what it's going to do 120 feet back. That's right. <laughs> you have running, no idea. Running 10 feet away from another bait that's... Yeah. Not to mention it's running and you may happen to turn and it's like, oh, I like this. Let me see what's over here on the yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> tries to speed up. Yeah, and it's 100 feet out on a planer board. Now it's doing six miles an hour for the outside <laughs> run. <laughs> uh, that's what cutters are for, right? Cut everything. Yes, yeah, so remember that day we went last year, and it was just me just cutting line off reels. Yes. I mean, we had a terrible east wind, oh, and nice. we were just fighting everything. But it, it ended up just I had to I had to buy a new line for like a couple reels. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> That's <laughs> disappointing. Mm -hmm. But uh, we caught some fish, though. We did. And uh, all right, what's the so, next one? So that was for tuning lures. It's awesome stuff for all those reasons we just stated. Three, uh, coming in at three on the power rankings, Todd. Yeah, just taking the time every once in a while I do this. Not not often, but you know, sitting, looking at some of the replicas and the, the real mount that I have. Uh, you know, remember Animal. the stories. You know, some people say, oh, you know, but, you know, watching it, you know, killing a fish or putting one on the wall just collects dust. But, you know, I do occasionally sit there and look at, look at those things and remember the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
from back in the day. Reflecting on the the nice fish, because there is a bunch of stories with those. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be pretty PO'd if I didn't mount a couple of my fish. Mm-hmm. And I just had a picture of them. I kind of like the, the mount aspect of it. Brings mm-hmm. up a lot of memories. Well, and they look sweet in your man cave. Yeah. A lot of times pictures are like put in the way too. They're, they're put away yeah. and they're out of sight, out of mind. Like, I love walking in sometimes. I'm not even thinking about it. I look yeah. at that mount and I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah and right. I'm like, let's put a little musky video. You know, kick back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It sets the mood for me. I, I love seeing the mount. In pictures nowadays, they're a dime a dozen. They are. Well, that and also you're... With how many pictures do you... Well, back in the day with film camera, you take, whatever, a roll of 24 or 30 photos. Eventually, that's going to get developed, and you have a physical copy. I look at my photos on my phone or digital camera, and you're like, yeah, these aren't going to get developed, but i got to carry them yeah, with me. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I looked at my deleted file. I have, like, 580 photos and deleted, but I have 1,000 in the camera roll. I'm like, what am I going to do with all these? I'm just, they're disposable, so yeah. it's like a photo anymore for, for at least for me and my family mm-hmm. it just doesn't get developed yeah. photos are interesting though I do have a soft spot when I go into somebody's game room and they have a big album of these old oh yeah old fishing photos from Canadian trips or anything like that and you look through them mm-hmm. and you see the style back then the old photos the old prints stuff like that but nowadays with social media it's just like Swipe left, right, zoom in, done, yeah. big fish, cool. Oh, big fish, let's see what they're using in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you guys right. remember when you had to actually <laughs> fill the camera roll and then take it oh, yeah. somewhere to yes. get developed? You'd catch a fish, you couldn't wait to see it. Oh, yeah. And you'd I, see I it. Blow this roll. Three, three weeks, weeks of the yeah. parking lot. Three weeks later, just hoping, man, I hope the picture turned out. Yeah. Good. Or if take would, pictures of the parking lot just to end the roll. Yes, just to get it done. It's on the this Especially if it was big and it was like the second fish on the roll. So when we got that day, you're like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Eight, there's eight fifty gone. I just need this one photo. Right. That's oh, what it's all about. This, uh, the girl that worked at uh, Green Acres, we would send her in town to get the film developed while we were, you know, we would get a big one or something. Mm-hmm. Like, Here, take it. She would win and develop them while we were back out fishing. We'd That's come cool. back and we'd have the pictures. You know, it was so much, so much different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was what made going to bait stores very, or bait shops very exciting. You'd see yes. what, without social media, you know, we're just desensitized by all these pictures and then all these big fish pictures. Yeah. You, you don't have that anticipation yeah. of going in there and seeing what this guy got on the wall and this guy's got on the wall. Mm-hmm. It still happens at uh, O'Donnell's. They carry some, uh, <coughs> some of our baits, Fat AZ products, uh, up, by, up by Marine State Park. He still... And you can't help, I can't help but pick up the thing. He has a little stack. You know, they're deer, or stripers, catfish, occasional muskie. Now, these are people that have brought them back to get their picture taken. But when I go there to get minnows for ice fishing or whatever, that stack's sitting there, and I, I pick it up every time and glance through the pictures. You know, it, yeah. he still has a little. And you'll, you'll That's see a cool some. little bait store, too. Yeah. I like He's got it. a lot of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of stuff. Sometimes I'll look at those photos or see a big mount or something like that and I'll be like well I've, I've never seen this before it has not floated around social media mm-hmm. yeah that's a big fish how is that caught in yeah. 1980 and I haven't seen it seen on it. Facebook yet or yeah. something like yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. because you're so in tuned to if a 58 is caught in the middle of Canada or Minnesota you know it oh, in yeah. under a day at least oh yeah. oh yeah you know there's some that people are keeping a secret but before 
it was just like magazine articles or something. You're like, yep. oh, is that really real or is it not real? And mm -hmm. you know, oh, that so that's fifty five pounds. How much? How many wrenches are in its stomach? You know, one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So three is reflecting on the mounts in your man cave, living room, whatever it is, old photos, stuff like that. Uh, two. What is two? I had this. Now I can't even. Oh. You're, you're number two. What is it? Crashing into the structure yes. while you're trolling, structure followed by a couple second delay, and then the reel goes. Hitting structure. Yeah. You think it's... Now, was this on accident? Intentionally. Um, it, there's something about when you're crashing structure or you know it's coming or you're coming up to that hump, it's that feeling I get where I'm watching before and, I, and I'm mm -hmm. glancing and I'm glancing back and I, I know it's coming. I know, I know I'm going to hit. Yeah. I know I'm going to hit right. And it's that hit, and I see the rod go, and I made it. Nothing happened. I didn't snag. Then my anticipation jumps like it probably doubles or triples because I'm waiting for the followed-up rod layback. Mm -hmm. And when it actually does, it's usually there's a little delay. It hits, it bounces, and you can tell it like you know stirred up whatever, a little bit of sediment, stirred it up, and then straightens back around. And usually by then, when you see the rod lay back, and you know it's like it's cool because you intentionally wanted to hit that, knowing it would hopefully trigger something. Mm -hmm. Whether you're up in Canada and do it on rocks or at home doing it on humps and stuff, you mm -hmm. know, just that whole crashing structure and then the followed up strike. I always get real excited when I make it and don't snag. By the way, oh, it's like a home run. It is. You hit that structure and then it all worked out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, crashing structure, metal lips for that, right? Unless it's a hump. Sometimes humps like around home, no. I mean, even Lexan lips. It's just it's fun to know that like you really try to have that bait exactly there, and you know you're cutting in on that line, and you want to get into about 15, and you know your side rods at like 14, and you know it's about to hit, and you can keep it just right. It's kind mm -hmm. of like a just right cast with a just right mm -hmm. troll, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. and you just skate by, and you watch just the one side rod bang, and maybe that back rod might touch, and mm -hmm. next thing you know, one of those two goes. I love that. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. I had that, but it was on accident. It was that uh, that that one LeBuff fish that yeah. that spring. The fish was all scarred up, just just off a of spawn, yeah. and we were cruising this one little cove, and, and the weed jet in and out, jetting out. And I was with Tim again. He goes, "Get it in there tight. Get it in there tight." And I had a, a king on, Golden Pala King, and we're going. And I'm like, "Crap! There's the weed." You know, like the boat was going over, so I cranked the wheel out, and just then that rod just went. Rrr. I'm like, "Crap!" Fouled up. It starts pumping like. No way. Like, it must have ate it as the weed, like, it was going into the weeds. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, the timing was just as that, like, oh, there's weeds, but it, it was a fish. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I felt like I, I knew what I was doing at that point, except for the, oh, crap, but I'm cracking the weed. Sometimes the old crap's help. There's been times I'm looking at my graph, and I'm back there setting my lines, and my wife is driving, and I'm like, honey, you're getting in too tight. And she's like, oh, we're fine. Next thing I know, eat, eat, fish. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to just keep quiet. She's just in a little tighter, a little, and maybe maybe it fouled up two rods. And, and sometimes you got to sacrifice yep. other rods. Those two rods, they were sacrificed. They were yep. got Taking one for the team. The third one ended up having a nice fish on it. Yep. You know? So sometimes, hey. The Kawartha place is just insane some years the way that is, you know. My dad gets frustrated. I'll have him fishing and. You know, they're packed so tight there. That's the only way we can get them, you know. you got to wipe out one rod and hope one of them gets hit. He'll be like, I'm just 
wind it in. I said, just per he loves casting. I'm like, then pretend you're casting. Because mm -hmm. we're going to keep doing this. Because one out of every ten times I'm doing this, there's a fish hitting. I can do this a hundred times today. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we can get ten fish, right? You know? That's right. And it's true. That place is crazy. And that, that's not banging, that's banging the weeds. That's still structure, I it's guess. It's structure, yeah. yeah. You know, Any kind, whether structure. it's bottom, soft bottom, weeds. Yeah. 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 Cool. How many times have you had it where you hit, where you hit weeds and two foul up and the other one's got a fish? Mm -hmm. right? the typical rod holders, man. Yeah. That's See it nice. bang and tip them up. Boom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll have another Tim story on this. We were at Connie Lake and we are just like, let's see how many pike we can catch. So we did a short line troll and he's like, just drive on the edge of the weeds but over the weeds. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm going to run all the rods out the back. You just keep driving, look at your graph. And literally, I mean, we had less than a rod length. And he was just, that one's weeded up. Okay, pick this one up, that one up. But these pike were just jumping. I mean, those pike <laughs> you know, but we're cruising. They are four, four and a half. Oh, yeah. And they're just little white mouths coming up, smacking whatever, jump, <laughs> just missing, and just coming out of the water. And it was, you know, we, we had a lot of action stuff. But he was literally, you know, we might have one running clean, and he's just getting to one, setting it down, picking it up. And we were trying to stay at that, you know, six to ten foot where, you won't, you know, you got more than a few seconds between cleaning, mm -hmm. but it was just, it was a lot of fun to do that. Oh, I bet. I'm glad I wasn't cleaning though. I just had to drive. A <laughs> 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 little too deep. Sorry there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Banging structure and the rod going off, coming in at two. Number one. Andy makes number one. What Congratulations. Is it? All right. Power uh, up. My, my, ex <laughs> my acceptance speech. You know, I'd like to thank you, <laughs> The, uh, it's the perfect boat launcher backing up the trailer job. I, I, I tend to fish places where there's not a lot of people, but when I do, I, I pride myself in being able to back up and be very fluent with loading and unloading the boat, and some of that has a long backup jobs, and I watch people. Everyone has the horrendous stories. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's just times where, even when I'm alone, I'll see like three guys trying to get a 12-foot John boat off a flatbed trailer, I just pick that thing up and throw it off the dock. <laughs> yeah. But they're like jackknife. Jack, I've even so offered to back ridiculous. other people's boat, you know, trailers in. <laughs> but you can just that when everyone's around and you're like, it's go time. Yeah, you, you, like my, my little thing is that if I have a passenger with me, okay, get out. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get it close to the water. You take the bow hook off, hold the rope, just walk, and I'm going to do everything else. You just make that boat not beat up. Yeah. And everyone else is doing whatever. I don't know what they do. They waste about a half hour to get their boat in the water. But you're like, whoop, in the water, boom, out. And, like, the boat's never really tied up. One steps in, the other steps in, motor fired up, and just back out. And they're like, how did that just happen? Yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're getting their second or third rope out for two people on each side yeah. to hold it all over. And putting waders on. Yeah. yeah. And often time of year, boy, it looks like you've done that before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love when you said you need help. It's like, yeah, there's been people I'm like, you need a hand? No, I'm good. Wow. You yeah, think so? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, I pretty much back the boat in every day for all summer, but uh, there, there's one place for me that is a bit of a nemesis. Cave Run. Cave Run. Okay. Because it's a okay. cave run. It's Cave Run, those long ramps in the early morning when we're getting ready to do one of those tournaments, and the guy's in the other lane. He's got his lights still on. And you can't see. And I can't see in the mirrors, and they have a curve halfway through. And if the water level's down, you have to back like 50 yards, some places. It, it, it's an enormously long yeah. launch. There's, there's times when I have to sit there and wait for the guy to pull out, and I'll take, turn your lights off, you can see. But 
that place can be tough to back a boat down to have that curve. When me and you did that tournament, <clears throat> we took your truck, but we yeah. took the Ranger, yeah. and the Ranger is a 17-foot boat with an 18-foot long trailer. Uh-huh. And his, you know, for me pulling it with my Colorado or now I have that Ridgeline, I can see it out the back yeah. window. You could not have a yeah. full-size truck, so he's relying on mirrors, but when you hit that breaking point, where it's gone, it's out of yeah. view. You're like, well, where's it at? It's a short trailer. It's real easy to just chase it all yeah. the way around. Mm -hmm. I've had some trouble down there a couple of times. <laughs> but, I mean, you got it done. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it wasn't that I had to re redo. Yeah, yeah but it's, usually you don't have to do that. But no, that's cave round. So there's long ramps. Perfect. So the, the perfect launch and the perfect launch. I like launch it. That one year, right in the parking yeah. lot. Yeah, my. Uh, it was 32 feet high. Was the, yeah, it was a quick one. <laughs> yeah, they had the back. <laughs> you launch right in the parking lot. Yeah. The ones you could get into. My yeah. uncle, who just got a new boat, who wanted to teach me everything about boating. Take you under his wing? Yeah. I just eventually did the opposite of what he wanted to do. <laughs> Last year, <laughs> two years ago at Chautauqua, it was, it's a maiden voyage, and he... Um, he leaves it in, in, the, in the water for the week. So he bumped it in himself and, you know, forgot to put the plug in, swamped a brand new boat. And then, of course, he got that water out eventually. Uh, but when he was taking it out for the week, it was in the middle of the night. And uh, it's always a big, you know, a big deal. We got to take the boat out. We got to take the boat out. You know, I need, you know, bodies. Mm -hmm. He takes his son over there, and he takes somebody else who's staying with him. And um, they take the boat out, and it's a big dog and pony show, water shoes. This is a drive-on trailer. He's still they're wearing water shoes and stuff. <laughs> well, they go from the state park, and they drive over the bridge on 86, you know. Mm -hmm. And when they're on 86, the boat comes off the tra the trailer comes off the hitch. Oh, no. oh my gosh. <laughs> the trailer comes off the hitch and they pull it all the way across the bridge on the spare tire. And by the end of it, it was like a Flintstone tire. It was just this big square. Sparks. So, the, so the spare tire was like facing the way you would go. It wasn't a horizontal one. Mm -mm. Yeah, it was thank God because, off the tongue. because the spare tire took took the hit. You know? yeah. If it was one that was laying <laughs> the other way, that would have been... Did yeah. it catch fire? The the tire did, yeah. I mean it was it was sparking, it was wow. it was annihilated. Oh my gosh. I mean brand new boat, I mean what do you expect? Those mm -hmm. things get beat up so quickly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, well that, that fire helped dry out the uh, foam, right? Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> From the swamp boat a week prior. <laughs> <laughs> so be careful out there. Launching that's why that's a power ranking. Gotta say something else too about the whole launching thing, just for anyone that's listening in case. Uh there's something to be said for using the power of the outboard. It's amazing what that yeah. thing will do for you at the ramp. It <laughs> really is. You can actually turn it, too. You can actually steer your direction you plus yeah. give it power. It's a game changer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll expand on that a little bit. I love watching the guys that, you know, and I'm, I'm just going to pick on the bass boats because it's, it's a real easy one that they put 300s on the back of it. Right. They got go six inches to get that bow hook yep. to the... Uh, Oh, I got my boys here. Um, they got to go like six inches just to get that bow hook to the bow roller. And then, 
well, rather than cranking it, I got another 3,000 RPM to go on this outboard yeah. and just wash the whole, the, the responsible, like, pulling the boat on the trailer for me is kick it in the gear idle, get to go boom, 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 hit the trailer just right, shut it down, pick it up, go bow hook, crack, 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 crack. the last bit, yeah. And, and I think that gives, I've had people say, you can't power load, why is your motor? I'm like, just watch. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be out of here before you even get your rope out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's the, that's the motor thing. Yeah. That's the power rankings for the week. We got musky mail coming in at five. We have the perfectly tuned lure coming in at four, three reflecting uh, in your man cave on your mounts and your old photos, uh, two hitting structure and then that line going off, and one the perfect launch. Nice. Well, with Van, we're, I, I think we'll, we'll go continue on with the, the, the funny stories like what Vance just did with his uncle in, in the boat. Uh, I may or may not have said this story before on the podcast, but I don't think Gabe and Kevin have heard this. There's, there's a local little bake shop. There's not a lot of them around here anymore. And a couple of years ago, I went in to get just minnows for, I think I was either ice fishing or like the one time that I actually go walleye fishing outside of Lake Erie. Mm -hmm. And, and they're just, you know, he doesn't know me from anybody. And I'm just like, Oh, you know, hear any muskies caught and stuff like that, and you know, just feel out. And he's like, "Oh man, they were biting good this summer, or whatever." And he's like, "That's why I, I got all these big shiners, and you know, big shiners, you know, like three and a half inch." And I'm like, "Oh yeah." He goes, "People coming in buying them, that couldn't figure out why they wanted them." And finally, one this one girl came in, bought a whole bunch, and said, "Where are you going with it?" "Oh, we're going to this spillway. You guys know where it's at. It's." Mm -hmm. and, uh, <laughs> and he's like, well, why is that? They're like, well, there's some fish down there. Well, anyways, so this guy's telling me the story. He goes, so I went there one day when I was slow, and I peered over the fence at the spillway, and there was 200 muskies sitting there. And he, uh, 200, really? He, I counted them. <laughs> I counted them. He goes, right there in the middle was the queen. She was the biggest one, all of the other ones around her, and that's where these people were taking these shiners to. <laughs> was the fish essentially how wide is it there 25 feet 20 feet yeah 200 muskies he counted <laughs> and he had a run on shiners <laughs> 200 muskies. he counted that's what he said I, I i'll put my hand on the bible that's what he told me 200 he that's counted. you think that <laughs> do, you, do you think that he was yanking your chain no i have to believe the guy yeah. He sold me minnows. <laughs> he sold you minnows. I mean, there's a trust that's involved right there. He didn't tell you that every inch over 28 inches counts as 10 more fish. <laughs> right? I would believe if he would have said that there was six muskies. Even 10. Even 10. I'm, I'm sure they're there. But to see them in, in this spot, I mean, that spot might be 6, 8, 10 feet deep. But to see them in the their backs not sticking out of the water but enough to count them standing still enough oh yeah with the queen and when the, people the use the queen, word the queen the that's queen. that's you know story time <laughs> yeah. right then i saw the queen yeah the queen. 10 footer she was heading yeah. for deep water oh, yeah. <laughs> come on yeah. heading for deep water i mean when she it's turned around her, her nose scraped one side and the tail was bent on the other oh yeah <laughs> uh, yeah that's the best so but that guy he's had some really good crazy stories for me he's he's told me some other uh other places on the creek where uh, 
there's just been some, well, there's a 54 caught off this hole. I'm like, really? So I start fishing that hole. It's been three or four years. I have yet to even have a hit there. <laughs> I'm not saying that there wasn't a fit. I'm going to say this. There wasn't a 54 caught there. I can right. tell you that. But there might have been a 45 caught there. Right. Some people get a dyslexia thing. Oh, they yeah. Mixes yeah. yeah. things up numbers. There was a, uh, what, like a 42-inch, 54-inch caught out of... Uh, Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Oh my gosh, that yeah. a what? A 42-inch, or it was it was like 42 inches, but it was a. They said it was 54. Oh, those are the best, aren't they? Like yeah. 10 bonus pounds, 12 yeah. bonus inches. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of those. Yeah, it, it was a guy at work, and, and he, he he's fairly new at at, at our shop, and uh, I, I kind of just started talking to him. He goes, "Man, did you did you see the fish so and so caught?" And I'm like, "No." He's like, "It was on Facebook." I'm like, "Show." He's like, it was 54 inches. I'm like, I got to see this. If it's out of Edinburgh, I got to see this 54. So he, uh, he's like, I can't find it. I'm like, text him. Yeah, I'm like, I will tell you right now it's not a 54. Well, that's what he said. He came into the boat launch. I was standing there. It was like 4th of July weekend or something. He was telling everyone, like, okay, I know this guy is friends with a couple other guys that I'm, I'm like, I said, I'm going to find out. Well, he, he texted the guy. He's like, why? Why do you want to? Why do you want to see a photo? He won't release the photo, and <laughs> I finally get around to three different guys, and they're like, "No, we got like a, you know, like a forty-five or a forty-two or something like that." Some I'm like, "Yeah," and I, I was showing showing the guy at work. I'm like, "See this one? This one's fifty-one on my phone. Mm -hmm. Was it bigger?" He goes, "That's that's substantially larger than the one that he had." He said, "No, but it was it was simply lying for the sake of lying." Oh to yeah, people. yeah. There's a lot of that that goes on. Mm -hmm. Tons, tons. Actually, sometimes I notice when you are honest and you have an honest measurement and it is actually big, even if it's a big 48, the general response that I get is, oh my God, that thing is huge. How big yeah. is that? Yeah. Oh, it's 48, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, like you're, you're expecting them to be like, you're, you to say, it's 56 inches. Yeah. Because like stuff gets just so blown out of proportion. But there's a lot of times, uh, Chautauqua is a lake for me, for sure. Oh, Quite a few times. I can't remember where I got pinched by like a half inch. And it's like, sure, some people might want to call it a 50, but it's that whole self-gratification. And it was 49 and a half. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you put them on a bump board and it's 49 and a half, where it's not there, right? So I know mm -hmm. it to myself. That's what it is. But yeah. I've been pinched there quite a few times, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. So Just like, scratching. Yeah, but it's not really there. And it's like, it makes you wonder. Then, like, sometimes it's like you hear these other guys go somewhere else, and it's like where it's not, it doesn't happen. And every time you turn around, you hear about this big one being caught. It's like, what is the deal? And then yeah. you finally wait around to see the photos, and it's like, oh. oh. Uh -huh. yeah. 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 Well, well, that's that was, six footers that you talk about. That's right. Know, if you talk to the locals. Yeah, and there was one year, yeah. not six too foot. long ago, when there was someone that was catching f 60 50s in a, you know, in a season there, when no, 50s are extremely yeah. difficult yeah. to yeah. come by. Yeah. And then there's someone saying, I'm guy got there's two more fifties today. There's another fifty. <laughs> oh, we got another fifty. Oh, we got five fish over here today. And, uh, you know, that kind of, it was out mm -hmm. of Chautauqua. Oh, yeah. So this is not, why not too long ago. Well, he was catching a lot of them, and there were more than, more than a lot of experienced anglers were getting combined and will probably get in their entire lifetime out of yes. that lake combined. Yeah. It's Must just not, fishermen it's not a fish They factory. just kind of go hand in hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just do. They do. There's a lot of 50s on St. Clair, oh, too. Yeah. They yeah. get caught that might 
not be 15. There's probably some bonus ones that get kind of whittled in there, like 49. It's pretty big and kicked <laughs> on the board once. We'll just go 50. Another, another 50. Yeah, I actually was just at St. Clair a couple weeks ago, and uh, I caught one of the most elusive fish in muskie fishing, a 49 and three quarters. You know, <laughs> it was like one of the hardest to catch. I've gotten some 49 and 7 eighths, which are even more rare. <laughs> But you couldn't the, massage them? Yeah, <laughs> smash them. There was a masseuse on the boat trying to make it happen, <laughs> but he could not it's get it's it. hard enough. Sometimes you get one little drip of blood out of the tail. Yeah. Those are definitely oh, rare fish I found. 49 and 3 quarter, 49 and 7 eighths. Vince and I were at the lunch all the time at the state park. We had the guys that were running the, the weed thing, you know, and talking about the 100. Hundred inches and the people hundred, catching. One hundred and eleven pounder, yeah, is the record. And then I think Chautauqua Lake's record was like sixty something. I was like, like, really? see this giant one this guy caught. I said I haven't, haven't, haven't heard of it. You know, it's like, and he shows me the picture. I'm like, oh, that's Vance. Sixty inches long. You know, I'm talking to him. What happened when their big one was falling? It was like a guy. Yeah, it just happened. Like one of the last times I launched my boat up there, I was going all forty-nine for us. Yeah, it was a forty-nine. It was a great, great story. This kid has been fishing his entire life. Uh, taking him out on guide trips and stuff like that. It's just had really bad luck with him. And Todd took him out and they caught a really gorgeous 49. Mm -hmm. um, and the kid was thrilled. And that was circling around the community for a little bit. And uh, I was launching, he's like, yeah, I've been having, you know, muskies come up and bite the walleyes that I'm jigging up and stuff. And did you hear about big one caught out, out here the other day? I was like, no. And this has been been like a week or two. I'm mm -hmm. like, no, no, I have not. I was like, can I? I was like, let, let me let me see it, you know. And he's like, oh yeah, look here it is. He's like, this is a. It was either 53 or 54. 54 yeah. And I was like, that's Todd's boat. That's the. That's Brian. Brian. Yeah. He's like, that was a 49 <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so funny. I've had guys. I, I have a beard sometimes. I've had guys show me pictures of me. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, did you see this fish from last fall? And I'm like. Yeah, I saw it. I was old. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't 58 inches long. It wasn't. I'm telling you, it wasn't because that's me. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. That's fun. Yeah. So, you guys got any? Yeah, give, give us a story on just a memorable fishing experience. It could be your most memorable, memorable fish. Uh, something that insane has happened on the water, off the water, anything like that. Well, come you mind. gotta have a funny story. Well, I, I do. He could do whatever you want to do, a funny one, and I'll do a, or whatever you want to do. Most memorable fish? Do you something like that big fish? Something like that. Oh my goodness. There was a really good trip that uh, Mike and I had, Mike Money, before he had, uh, a couple of years before he passed away, where we caught. Uh, quite a few fish, a couple of 50s each. Well, we caught one day we had a couple of 50s in a day. We had a quadruple header. Wow. Four on at one time with just two of us in the boat. One of them was... <laughs> Did you have four rods in the water? We had six. six. There's three, okay. three mm -hmm. allowed in Michigan okay. per side. This was on Lake St. Clair. Um, 
There was another time that we were fishing. We ended up with 87 fish that how week. Many, what, I, what, how, Six over 50. On that quadruple header, how many did you get in the boat? We got them all in. Three were, uh, three were on my rods. One was on his. One of them was 28-plus-inch uh, girth. 49 and 7 eighths. Wow, really? It was, it was three were on your rods. Did you like, you worry about yours over there? No, we prioritized which ones were the biggest fish. Yeah, yeah. You know, you could kind of, you could kind of see. We had, like three of them were, one of them was like 46, one was like 44, and one of them was like 42. Mm -hmm. And then there was that, the bigger one. Have any, were you running big boards at that time? Yes. Do you have anything easy? Tell me you jam. Boat rod? No, the, oh, Bow rods were kind of uh, skimpy on that trip. They they were not yeah. they were not hitting the boat rods. Another another time fishing with Mike in the summer, we got forty seven fish in one day on Saint Clair. It was forty seven for I want to say somewhere in the seventies. We actually had more opportunities the day before. There was another guy with us. Brian Mason was out with us, and it was a day we weren't really working that hard. For fish, we didn't get on the water until almost 11. We had to run into a marina to get fuel, like partway through the afternoon. And then we stopped catching fish about 6.30. And we had 47 fish in the boat. Wow. No, nothing big. I think the biggest one was 45 mm -hmm. that day. But we had a pile of double headers. Oh, we had like <laughs> eight double headers that day. It was ridiculous. Now, on the, on the, on the quadruple, did you jam them all in one net? No. I wanted to be like, yeah, we had 180. No, we, like, we, we just undid. We, well, the funny you thing about Mike it. was Ma Mike would not use the net mm -hmm. unless it was a real deal fish. We boga 52s, yeah. 50s. I mean, he was not. Unfortunately, that has uh, kind of trickled down to, to me. I mean, I... I rare. I don't know what I'm waiting for to use the net. Yeah. Because I think it's got to be like 55 to use the net well, because I don't even think about bringing it out. And the guys I fish with, it's not even an option, and it's right there. Yeah. It's on. It's mounted in a unit on top of my top set. It's right there. You can get it, and we don't even think about it. Yeah. We when don't I, use it. You got to remember though. Now there, there comes in that thing again in relative to where you are. Yes. You know, if you're at West Branch and it's 50 inches, I bet that net's coming yes. out. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But at St. Clair, yeah. it, it's a horrible thing to say because every, uh, every fish is special. But yeah. 50 up there, if it comes off, it is not like a 50 yeah. coming off it. Just say Chautauqua no for you guys. No or a 50 at yeah. Georgian Bay for yeah. the guys that yeah. go up there yeah. or somewhere else around home. Yeah. That's it's so nasty. I can. It's just is crazy. Oh yeah. I would have done it with a photo. That is just wild. That place. I used you to say four in that net, and they they weren't like dinks either. If you would have jammed no, four in that net, that would have broke the internet in the musky world. That was actually a. Um, that was a really odd trip. We had less than ten fish under forty inches mm -hmm. on that whole trip. Mm -hmm. When we looked back, we went eighty-seven for like one fourteen in a little over a week but that's all it was after december 4th right yeah oh wow it was cold yeah. we went to the to the closer we used to say we got back from st Clair. welcome back to reality yeah, <laughs> yeah. seriously welcome yeah. back to reality yeah you you could be done pinching yourself now you're back, <laughs> you're back. it's real and that's true that's, now, i mean it, it's different it has spoiled people yeah. that was a special year though because yeah. that 
what wasn't there a hurricane that came through Something earlier like that, that year? Yeah. I mean, those guys had like a, two, a, a right around thirty fish day, right next to us. Yeah. I mean, we weren't exactly slouching either, but the reels were going. Yeah. yeah. Would you say that St. Clair now, you know, maybe this, you know, in five last five years here, is at its peak performance, mm. or has there been? Looking back in the musky history, has it ever been this good on sink? You know? I would say, I would say, I mean, I'm not there as much, but I'm, go I'm saying better. it's on a little bit maybe, like a little tougher to get. The fish maybe are finally getting a little bit educated. They're still getting a pile of fish out there and a lot of big ones, but it used to be you could go out there with four, six and a half wilders and just clean up shop, and it, it's changed a bit. With you know, 15 feet of line. Yeah, there's, now some, you've there's, got there's a lot more pressure. The line length is a lot different than that. Now. And let me say this, not just a lot of pressure, there's a lot of good pressure. Yeah. Good anglers. They good. really know what's going on. Mm -hmm. They know the program. Mm -hmm. There's guys pounding on those fish. It's yeah. a little different. So I would say the fishery itself, probably yes, it's in great standings, but... It, like a little more you gotta like be in the know to be getting them like it was it's not quite as easy i would say mm -hmm. that, that's my take on it there's still 20 fish days to be had easily oh yeah mm -hmm. yeah i mean you take small rigs out there like what we're all fishing out of yeah maybe you're running you know with your if you're guys in the boat you got six rods out if you're gonna run if you can't run big boards on a 17 to 20 foot boat a big boat is not going to be running big boards oh yeah you know yeah. out there it's just not gonna happen because they're it, when it all boils down to it the terminal tackle is the same mm -hmm. you all have x pound test you know uh, planar reel line you all have the same clutches on your planar reel whether you have you know cisco or whatever it doesn't doesn't really matter mm -hmm. they're all uh they're all going to be relatively equivalent that, that when they jumped out to two rods i mean that was a big changer for up there kid trolling guys you know what i mean we used to i mean i i went I, I don't know when I started going there in the early 90s. And, you know, it was Canadian rules, the one rod, the trolling was. Now you get into the sliders and stuff like that, and we yeah. played with them a little bit. But it made it a lot more interesting for me to be able to pick, mm -hmm. put two rods at each side when it's you go, nice. you know. It's really <laughs> nice. it's very much nicer. At the very beginning of that trip where we, uh, where we did really well in the late fall, Mike was very, very rigid. My money was very, very rigid on... On the way he wanted to fish, he wanted to catch fish on his terms. His so for the first day and a half, he's watching me get all these fish. I was getting them on like a a certain type of lure mm -hmm. and several different makes of these of these lures that were a certain size. And he wanted to run his stuff. He wanted to run his shad baits, and I'm just catching fish after fish on you know grandma this and yeah, yeah, yeah. this bait that and. I ended up, I got a 50, and then I got another 50, and then an hour later, I got another 50. I got, I think it was a 51 and a half. I had three 50s in a day and a half. The first day and a half we were up there. He's like, uh, let me uh, take a look and see what you got in this box. <laughs> his stuff came off. The eight-inch artifacts yeah. were like out the out the door, and yeah. his five-inchers were out. The six-inchers were out. He started putting out, he was digging into my boxes, and he couldn't take it anymore. I love it. <laughs> Well, I think I'm going to give you guys a funny story. Might okay. as well, right? Yeah, yeah. might as well. I'm right. kind of known for that a little bit. It's not yeah. going to be quite the same for everyone listening because I'm more of a get up and do the motions. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to give you one that's kind of going to tie in a few of the things we talked about, some of the power-up points and a few other things. <laughs> uh, it's actually it's memorable. 
I have a mount to look at for it. There's a combination of things. It was one of those least expected. There's a lot of moments tied up in one. Mm -hmm. But what happened was, this was back in 99, May of 99, and it was the second muskie that I ever caught in Ohio, okay? So I was very green as far as Ohio thing goes, right? And uh, I had caught, oh, I caught a 38-incher at West Branch Lake uh, trolling around, like trolling on the banks with a little monster shad. And uh, when I caught it, I remember I was by myself. There was a pleasure boater by, and I, they came over and took a photo for me, but I could barely hold it because I was, like, so shook up just because it happened right in my backyard. I'm like, wow, I can do this. It hit me. Mm -hmm. And, like, I knew I was going to go in deep then. So anyways, that was my first one. And then after that, I was working at the car business then, I was selling cars, and uh, this one guy, Pete, wants to go out with me. He's like, yeah, I'd like to go out fishing. I'll do some bass or whatever, maybe a little... What, you like to do the muskie? I'm like, yeah, I mean, the bass thing, I guess you maybe we'll do that. Well, we ended up going, and it was such a change of pace for me that I enjoyed it, even though I was newer at muskies around home. After getting that one just the last week, I really wanted to be muskie fishing, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyways, we pull up, we're casting bays, casting spinner baits, catching largemouth, some small largemouth, nothing great. Getting a few, though, it was fun. We had a good day. It was very relaxing. Well, then it comes down to about 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and I was like, well... And he's like, yeah, I probably got to get back, you know, get back for dinner and stuff. I'm like, all right, you know. So I just happened to, something told me, it was like such a nice day. And I'm like, man, you know, I feel like we ought to be musky fishing a little bit. Mm. I was like, hey, Pete, you, uh, you want to troll in maybe? He's like, yeah, I guess. Why, do you want it? I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, uh, at that time, I was already, like assembling the 10-foot rods. So anyways, all I had in my rod locker was two 10-foot rods one little Plano box with two little Ernie's and four medium lip monster shads, right? Mm -hmm. So I get it set up, I put out, I'm, I'm trolling on West Branch and I take the rod and I just pull the lure on the 10 foot rod right down to the butt of the rod, yeah. set the clicker and set it in the holder. Grab the other one with the little Ernie, that was a monster shad, grab the little Ernie, pull it down to the bottom of the rod so it's 10 feet so tall, lure and all, mm -hmm. 10 foot, set it in the holder. I start trolling around, and I'm telling Pete, right, I make the troll. Now, this is back. I had a Bass Tracker Panfish Tiller. Nice. 16 foot, right? So I'm trolling in. I had a little Pelco fish finder with the little goldfish symbols. This was yeah. a real deal, right? <laughs> so I'm trolling in with this, and I'm telling him about it. He's like, so what's the muskies like? I'm like, oh, they're they're pretty nasty, man. I'm like, they're uh, a lot to contend. I mean, like, they've been known to like eat like end tables, small children. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, now I was in my storytelling mode, which I can do once in a while. Yeah. So I'm making it a little more easy. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, so I, start, I, I was like showing him like some old photos I had, and I'm showing him that like at work. He's seen me at the car dealership showing these. They are huge. I'm like, yeah, man. They could take like a mallard duck like now. Yeah. Gone. I was like, I've seen dogs. I'm like, I should let you borrow this video where they're eating dogs. Well, he's all shook up about this because I can't believe you want to do this. How do you handle them? He had so many questions about what do you do. So I'm thinking all we had was a pass in. What are the odds we're really going to get with anything with as simple setup as we had and two poles? But sometimes that's how it is when you least expect yeah. it. So anyways, I'm trolling it after I'm telling him more about that and he's asking me questions. All of a sudden, I hear this knocking. I had Pete, Pete come up to the rod and he checked it one time, hit a weed, reels it up. I'm like, go ahead, Pete, just set that one back out for me, you know. And I start driving. I'm looking at the shore like this. And he sets a rod. Then I turn over here and I'm just watching. I'm like about to turn off of the shore. I'm riding right along like a rock bank. And I turn out to kind of head in, like head towards the ramp, knowing that, that the rest of the troll is going to be kind of pointless, mm -hmm. save some time. Right as I come off the point, I hear this, like a ticking. 
like this loud ticking, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is that? I'm looking around. Well, next time I look over, that 10-foot rod is like doing the boomerang bend. No way. I'm looking, and I'm like, oh my God, well, the rod, this is the rod that Pete reset. Not very familiar, green, not know about the clicker. <laughs> well, that ticking, it was almost about to take the end of the backing. It had all of the braid off. All oh of it. Oh my gosh. This was a 10-foot line-out total. All the braid was gone. All of the mono backing was gone. It was down to the last like two strands. It was trying to like pull the spool off yeah. of the reel. Oh my I was like, Pete. So I grabbed this thing and I'm fighting it right, and it's giving me the business. Like it's it it just. You didn't give it to Pete. I don't know. Set the clicker. That's punishment. That's strike two. So so I'm I'm reeling this thing in, and it's giving me these big dump and shakes. I'm like, wow, this thing just recovered from the spawn. Now, mind you, this now here's the other reason I didn't give it to him. This only musky number two for me around home, you know. Yeah, your Yeah, number two, the whole thing. So, anyways, I'm reeling it in, getting these big shakes. You want to talk about a long fight? When you're down to the last two strands, if you got a musky that's it, it's almost like, look, I just got abused by these little males. I finally go for a meal. Really? And I get a hook in my snout? Yeah. Oh, you're mine. You know? <laughs> and it did. It fought like crazy. I bring this thing up, and here's where the story gets good. So I bring it up. I'm like, Pete, it's a big musky, I think. I see it flash now. I'm like, oh, maybe not that big. I look over at Pete. I'm like, Pete, get the net. He's up in the front of the boat holding that net, and he's like, like he's scared. scared. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 right now I need you. Look at me. Look at me. Guys, I need you with me. He's like, I don't even want to mess. Can I give you a net? Do these things He's like, I'll take the pole. I'm like, no, Pete. Right now, just come over here with the net. Come over here, and he's like standing. Like he doesn't want to look over the edge of the boat. Well, up it comes, and sure enough, I see him like, oh wow, it's big. I'm like, holy Pete, this got to go right. He's like leaning away. I'm like, no, I need you in here, man. So he gets this thing. We net it, right? He does net it. As soon as he nets it, he hands me that net. He takes our rod and he is in the front of the boat, like hurled back. He didn't want any part because it. it started thrashing in that little boat, making all kinds of commotion. I was in a little bit of a state of shock. I bring it in. The monster shed ended up coming out in the net. I bring it in. I had no uh, bump board, no measure tape, nothing. So I put three little planos that were walleye, like bass size planos, you know, yeah. the small one. Side by side, I'm like, that's 12 inches, 12, probably about 36 inches. I lay the muskie down, I'm like, it's probably about 42, I said. Mm. I put it back in the water, and its fins were bloody, I noticed, like from the fight and stuff. And I put it in the water, and it just would, had the bends instantly. Like, it was a long, long fight. Nothing in the net, and that was no problem. Um, but I lay it down, and then I put it in the water, and it just wouldn't get the, the it just had the bends. It wouldn't get going, and I'm like, oh man you know i'm like it's got to go i'm like this is only the second one i can't kill one you know <laughs> so i'm trying and trying but i think the long fight and the whole after the spawn thing it just did it in yeah. we tried for probably about 25 minutes and i knew and every time i couldn't even get the little kicks yeah i'm like it's it's done you know yeah, yeah. it's done so then i bring in the boat i'm upset about it and i'm riding in as I'm, I'm in my little simple boat with like the yellow duck suit on right i'm riding back to the ramp and i'm looking at this thing laying on the bottom of the boat i'm like that's pretty freaking big. Yeah. I'm like, I think I might have been in a touch of shock there. I'm telling Pete. He's like, Pete's still shaking. <laughs> he hasn't said anything, by the way, since he gave me that. Not a word of spoken. He's looking at it like, you better not jump off off the bottom. Yeah. He's in the very front, right? So I get into the ramp. These guys come up and they go, uh, I see these guys are like in a fancy bass one. like, how'd you boys do today? I'm like, ah, yeah. We got a few little bass, but I, I did get one, and they're like, they go in their live one. They're showing these bass. I'm like, wow, nice. They pull a couple, like, 15, 16-inch bass out, and they're like, oh, you guys didn't do it. And there are a few small bass, and 
I did get this one muskie though, and I go down like this, and I pull it up, and like, I pull up and show the guys, and they're like, "Oh my god!" And I'm like, did it hit me? I'm like, Pete, this must be pretty nice. So I go, we take it to Dana Whitman, used to make Dana lures. He's like, "You got a 50 incher, pal?" I'm like, "Really?" He's like, "Oh, that's a 50 incher." So we go to North Coast Bait and Tackle at Lake Milton. This 50 inches and 33 pounds. It was my second muskie out of West Branch. So Jeez. memorable story and the whole thing and the way it all went down. And never that expected. Is, that is awesome. Did you ever fish with Pete again? No. Really? He's traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> he was traumatized. He didn't even come to North Coast or anything. He's like, I don't even know how you do this. He's, he has to step up on the water. Oh, no. He's like, it's too hard on my nerves. He's like, paranoid. I guess when you see him and you're not used to him, and I oh, kind yeah. of build him up to be a lot oh, scarier yeah, than yeah, they yeah. were. He saw that thing laying there with those teeth in its mouth, and he was not having <laughs> it. They spit venom. Yeah. I really made it more than I was. It was a funny, simple story with a simple boat and a second muskie. And by the way, I was the last 50 I got out of West Ranch, my second one. So. Awesome. And you got skin melt of it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Because it died. It is skin yeah. And I look at it, still reflect, and the memory always comes back. Yeah. So mm-hmm. tied a few things tied, in there. Yeah, power rankings tied right yeah. in there. That's a great story. I can't believe it went all the way down to the backing. Oh, and you got the dang fish. It's awesome. Yes. And it was like it never gave up. You don't usually give up. Yeah. It just it's fought like the dickens. I'm like, Jesus, man, it just wouldn't simmer down. Yeah. <laughs> yep, so it was a good one. Awesome. Story. I like it. I like it. So. Poor Pete. Poor Pete, yeah. We'll, we'll end on that one. That was yeah, great. That was excellent. So, uh, big thanks to Boshad, Boshad.net, uh, Mark's Bait and Tackle, Ravenna, Ohio. Check them out there. He'll be at the Muskie Max show. So, will Fatty Z and Muddy Creek. St. Croix Rods, best on earth, and I guess that'll do it for this one. Thanks for listening.